Hey, it's Andrew, and today on the show we have Francis Suarez, mayor of Miami. In this episode, we talked about the mass migration of startups and talent from places like San Francisco, New York to Miami, how Mayor Suarez retains his citizens by treating them as customers, and what his citizen success team looks like. We also discussed how the mayor attracts VCs to the city, how he onboards new citizens for success, Miami's development roadmap, and how Miami is incentivizing tech companies to make the move. As usual, I'm excited to hear what you think of this episode, and if you have any feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can email me directly on andrew at churn.fm. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, and enjoy the episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Avrio, a collaborative insights platform built directly into your workflow. With a browser extension and web app, Avrio provides a new way to capture and share data analysis, user research, and learnings directly in context with your team. From data dashboards, Google Slides, and Slack threads, to inside of apps and team members' heads, Avrio captures all of your insights and creates a single source of truth. Visit avrio.com to learn how you can maximize your team's collective knowledge with Avrio. This is Churn.fm, the podcast for subscription economy pros. Each week, we hear how the world's fastest growing companies are tackling churn and using retention to fuel their growth. How do you build a habit-forming product? We crossed over that magic threshold to negative churn. You need to invest in customer success. It always comes down to, to retention and engagement. Completely bootstrap, profitable, and growing. Strategies, tactics, and ideas brought together to help your business thrive in the subscription economy. I'm your host, Andrew Michael, and here's today's episode. Morning, Mayor Suarez. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's great to have you. For the listeners, uh, Francis Suarez is the mayor of Miami, um, who at the moment, as well as uh, an unbelievable track of mass migration of startups and talents moving from places like San Francisco and New York. Um, they've also just recently announced, uh, SoftBank announced a $100 million fund uh, solely to startups based in Miami or those thinking of moving there. Um, and in 2020, they saw $1.9 billion being poured into startups in the region. And a huge part of this uh, success and this momentum has definitely been uh, Mayor Suarez's uh, involvement and influence. And uh, he was super cool. I just managed to send him a tweet on Twitter and say, hey, I want to chat to you about this concept. And uh, he was really great. So he said to jump on board. Uh, so thanks a lot uh, for joining today, um, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate the opportunity. It's uh, wonderful to be with you. It's great. So today, just to set the premise as well, because people might be wondering, like, this is a show about churn and retention. Like, why is Andrew talking to the mayor of Miami? Um, so today, what I really wanted to have a chat to you about is actually something that David Sachs mentioned on Twitter uh, in December sometime as well, where he sort of mentioned that, like, due to the change now where cities used to compete for tax dollars from companies, um, now more and more with remote and the pandemic has sort of pushed this uh, momentum forward, we're seeing them having to compete for knowledge workers and trying to retain good talent to the city that they're bringing in. And more and more of them will have to start thinking a little bit more like uh, SaaS businesses in the sense that the annual recurring revenue will be the tax pay, the annual tax that a individual is paying. So you're looking and focusing on citizen retention as opposed to customer retention and thinking of things like from a customer success mindset, when somebody leaves your city, like doing exit surveys and asking, why did you leave? How can we improve? How can we retain you? And really start to think about like, how do you keep the talent there? Because it's no longer about companies. It's more about individuals now. And there are a lot less uh, 
like forgiving in the sense that at company, it's much more difficult just to pick up and go, whereas an individual can just pack their bags and get on. So setting the premise today, that's what I wanted to chat about. And I'm interested from your side as well. Now, you've done an amazing job in acquiring and bringing all this talent. Like, how are you thinking about retaining it? I think the first thing is you have to look at your, uh, as your residents, as customers. I think part of the problem is and part of the reason why people are losing uh, uh, people and talented people is because they're not treating them like customers. They're making it seem like those people owe the government something. Um, and, 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 and when you're, um, you know, I'm, I came from the private sector. My wife is in hospitality, you know, customer service. And we're a customer-based business. We, we pick up your garbage. We respond to 911 calls. You know, we have fire and rescue. Um, you know, we pick up, we, we create parks and we clean them and we clean the streets and we make sure things are safe. It's all about creating a customer experience. It's all about quality of life. And the, you know, with remote work now, uh, what is going to prevail and what cities are going to grow are the cities that prioritize their clients, their residents, and create the premium quality of life that their residents are looking for. You no longer are tethered to a particular location. You don't have to live anywhere uh, to be able to um, succeed. And, you know, I've done, I can't tell you how many podcasts, probably 80 to 90% of them have been virtual. So, yeah. you know, you can get out there, you can have a voice, you can create business opportunities and you can do it without ever leaving your home. So, and I'm, frankly, I'm in my home right now. So yeah. I, it, it's incredible um, the ubiquity and, and uh, of life right now. And I think those governments that understand that their residents are their customers, they're their clients, that they have to appreciate them, that they don't have to, they can't tax them to death, that they have to, uh, you know, give them good services and keep them safe. Um, those are the ones that are going to succeed in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is like uh, for myself as well. I was digital nomad for a while as well, for about a year and a half, just traveling around from city to city and uh, sort of trying to understand like where would be a good place to settle. And uh, largely that came down to sort of this, like the facilities of the city and uh, the climate and the people and this sort of thing. So you mentioned a few things. It's really, really interesting now. And obviously one thing definitely is like seeing them as clients and not to oversimplify, like cities are very complex organisms and uh, you can't really equate like a company to a city. But um, in terms of like the hospitality side of things like what how do you structuring your team as well like to start to think more on the service side and providing services to the team like what does your team look like so we created an office called venture miami um, we, we created a, a position in my office called the, the chief uh, senior policy advisor for and head of innovation and entrepreneurship and we're building out a team of we have a, a venture capitalist in residence that we're going to announce soon uh, we have our it slash uh, chief innovation officer as well as part of it. We have the, the, the downtown development authority of downtown uh, that lent us a, a person. Uh, and we're going to the philanthropic community and getting the philanthropic community also uh, to be a part of it. So we have a, a tremendous amount of resources that we're putting together. And, and all of it is based on how do we continue to grow this ecosystem in this explosive moment? I want to create con concierge services for people that are moving here, make sure that we can get everything that they need to be domiciled here and, and, and to have their residence. And then, um, you know, help them with any issue, whether it's from our government or any other government to make their uh, experience as pleasant as possible. 
Yeah, it's really interesting, like the concept of the concierge service. It's very similar to the onboarding experience that most products yeah. experience. And I actually read Absolutely. something before the interview that you've set up something in terms of like uh, moving to Miami and uh, helping getting set up where to find schools, this sort of thing. Yep. So you're almost creating this experience in terms of onboarding. So like the first stage, bringing people to make sure, setting them up for success in Absolutely your city. Right. Uh, another That's thing. Right. Yeah, sorry. No, no, why? Yeah. Another thing then as well, I think in terms of success that you've really been able to uh, do well for the city is actually bring in investor dollars, attract really good uh, VCs to the region and to the area. Like what has been uh, the recipe behind that? How have you been uh, attracting all these uh, investors to the city? I, I think the investors will go where the talent goes, right? I mean, they want to follow the brilliant founders that have been successful with a successful track record. When you have people like Keith Rebois, um, John Oranger, uh, uh, Peter Thiel, all buying homes here in Miami, all uh, either moving or thinking about moving to Miami. Uh, the VC w- money will come because they're going to create companies. They're going to hire people. Um, and that's going to uh, create a, a significant amount of offshoots. But in addition to us being a, you know, a, a city that pr- provides a premium quality of life, we also want to be a, an organization that is um, technological. So we've, we've created um, something called uh, e-plans when I first got elected, meaning that you can submit your plans electronically. Um, now we created something called e-start, meaning you can start a business in the city of Miami electronically without ever having to go into a government building. Eventually, we're going to create uh, a virtual city hall so that people can, um, you know, can go and get city services without ever having to leave their house. So, I mean, yeah. that's sort of where we're heading and, and, and making our government as easy to work with as humanly possible. That's excellent. I think like there's been some good examples in Europe uh, as well with e-governments and things like that, where they've seen great success. Um, So I'm thinking as well, like a little bit, you're talking a little bit like futuristic now in terms of like the way cities are going to be moving. And typically in SaaS business, it's all about building for tomorrow and and like building a better tomorrow. So like, what is your plan for the future? What does the roadmap of Miami look like? What is uh, coming up in the works that you're really excited about? You think like this is we're going to make a place that people aren't going to want to leave. One of the things that we are doing is we're becoming, trying to become the most crypto-friendly city on the planet uh, through our own local laws, uh, potentially paying our employees a percent in crypto, uh, allowing people to pay for fees and, and, uh, and taxes in crypto, and also um, you know, uh, potentially investing a portion of our treasure in crypto, but making sure we also have the most crypto-friendly state laws so that uh, there is no advantage to being in Wyoming versus Miami or Florida. And I think that's something that will continue to attract the crypto community, which is a, an enormous sub community in the tech community that is very, very awake. They're very plugged in and uh, they're doing very, very well financially. So it's, it's a community that you want in your city. Absolutely. Uh, and then, so like, this is one thing working on laws to try and facilitate and uh, enable sort of crypto moving in. Um, in terms of like, companies now thinking about maybe making the move to Miami or individuals wanting to, to make the move? Like, what are some of those mm-hmm. other things that you're doing to enable this and to facilitate the movement for them? We're doing a variety of things. We're, uh, we have incentive programs. I uh, just was communicating with somebody uh, who's processed uh, three new companies that are moving. Um, we have a, a, an incentive program for small companies. So if you're moving, um, we give you $50,000 a year uh, for three years to, in the downtown development area. If you're a big company over $3 million investment or more, and you're creating more than 10 jobs, you can be eligible up to, for 10 years, up to 80% discount on your taxes, your property taxes. So if you're in an opportunity zone, you're not paying any federal taxes. If you um, 
buy, hold, and sell after 10 years. You're paying 80% less in, in uh, real estate taxes from Miami-Dade County. You're not paying any state income tax and you're not paying any local income tax, which is happening in these other uh, cities and states. So uh, there really isn't uh, a reason not to come to Miami. Absolutely. Uh, and then thinking as well, like, what are you thinking in terms of in international companies? Is that something on your radar to attract more foreign uh, talent to the region? Obviously, like Miami is extremely diverse as well, probably uh, uh, like one of the most diverse cities in the US in terms of talent and in terms of uh, the lifestyle. But how are you thinking as well about international expansion? Is there something on the radar trying to attract uh, some uh, more talent from abroad? It is absolutely on the radar. Um, you know, we're geo-positioned as a city uh, to have direct flights everywhere in the United States, everywhere in South America, everywhere in Europe, every, you know, a lot of places in Asia based on technology. Yeah. We're the city that's best geo-positioned to reach more parts of the world directly. So that I think also is something that, you know, you, can, you, can't, um, you can't fake your geography, right? Like you're, where you are is where you are. And that is a huge benefit for, for our city. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. So thinking then as well, like not to as well, not to advertise Miami too much as well, but I'm thinking like a question for, from my perspective is like, what would be like the top three reasons that you would say that like, there's no ways that people want to leave Miami for this reason. Like uh, if uh, me, Andrew as an individual, I moved to Miami tomorrow, like what's going to keep me there? What's going to like make sure that I'm sticking around and I'm not packing my bags and moving somewhere else. We're the most exciting city in America. Uh, right now, uh, the most talked about, um, you know, we have uh, the ability to grow, which a lot of cities don't have, uh, like New York and, and, and San Francisco that have restricted their, their, their ability to grow. We have a, a tremendous ability to grow. And we have the most attractive talent that's coming from the best places in the world. You know, aside from that, we have all the cultural amenities that you can possibly think of, um, you know, sports, art, music. Uh, they're really, they're really, the better question isn't uh, you know, why should you move to Miami? The better question is, why haven't you already moved to Miami? Good question. Uh, so the other thing then as well I'm interested in is sort of the city's roadmap. So thinking more like from a, a SaaS business and I think typically there's a roadmap of features that are coming next, what's being worked on. Um, how is the city managing this roadmap? How is like the citizens themselves influencing what's coming next and uh, what's being worked on? Well, we want to focus on making sure that we're more resilient as we continue to grow. Uh, we have obviously like every city, every major city in America, we have climatic issues that we're dealing with, we're grappling with. We want to make sure that um, we're continuing to build affordable housing so that the city remains affordable. Uh, and we also want to continue to work on our education system to make sure that we have a premium education system so that every child in our city has an opportunity to be successful. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and then the team behind you, like you mentioned, you, you have three or four uh, new hires that have joined the team. Um, how are you thinking to expand it now as you go into uh, this role and start to expand the responsibilities of the team? Like, have you got any new roles that you're looking to hire? Well, we just hired all, all of those people. Um, but yes, we are, we are hiring probably another two, um, which will be support staff for those uh, four or five that we have. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, we're building out this back office uh, very quickly um, and, and we'll go from there. Excellent. One question I ask every guest that joins the show, because I see we're running up on time as well, is um, imagine a hypothetical scenario as well. And in your case, we're going to be talking about citizen retention. Typically, we're talking about customer retention in this case. But right. uh, what's one thing that you know today about citizen retention and retaining citizens within your city that you wish you knew when you got started with your career? 
What's one thing that I know today that I wish I knew? Um, I guess, I guess I wish I knew exactly what it took from a venture capital critical mass type of, 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 of perspective. Obviously, I always knew that keeping taxes low would keep your citizens. I always knew that keeping yourself safe would keep your citizens. But the one thing that this moment is different is all this venture capital, all this um, explosive capital, which allows you to really scale your, your companies. I think that's the one thing that I wish I would have known earlier. I would have thought of earlier uh, to have been able to attract that that earlier if I would have been able to. Absolutely. And then the last question I have for you as well is like, let's imagine a hypothetical scenario now, totally hypothetical, but uh, you arrive in a new... You know, you know, politicians don't like hypotheticals, <laughs> hypothetical, right? Hypothetical, yeah. Uh, so let's imagine like you arrive in a new city, you get uh, made uh, mayor and uh, like retention of citizens is really, really bad. Like people are just leaving left and right. Like let's imagine now you're the mayor of San Francisco or New York, uh, like maybe not those two because we don't want to get political. But uh, what would be like your, where would you start with like trying to analyze and look at the problem to try and curb it, to try and really uh, stop that, the bleeding of uh, talent? The first thing I would do is pick up the phone and call the mayor of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. But really, you know, what I, would you do? I would, I would, I would do what we're doing. You know, I would, yeah. I would rate, I would lose, I would reduce taxes. I would invest in police, uh, which reduces crime. Um, I would uh, deal with the homeless issue, which is a big issue. Um, and I would find a way to diversify our economy so that the jobs that we're creating in our city are the jobs for the next generation of my city. Yeah. And thinking about the future as well. I think that's one thing like yep. uh, certain places have uh, really fallen behind is not thinking about what's coming next and how do you prepare yep. the city and the jobs and the market for it. But that's right. Uh, it's been amazing having you on the show today. I really, really appreciate the time and uh, connecting today. Thank you so much again for just answering that random tweet as well. Totally Got unexpected, it. but uh, really cool. And it like, just goes to show like what a cool uh, mayor you are and what a great job you're doing as well. Luckily, Thank thanks you, so much Andrew. for being have a good one. You too. And that's a wrap for the show today with me, Andrew Michael. I really hope you enjoyed it and you're able to pull out something valuable for your business. To keep up to date with Churn.fm and be notified about new episodes, blog posts, and more, subscribe to our mailing list by visiting churn.fm. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have any feedback, good or bad, I would love to hear from you. And you can provide your blunt, direct feedback by sending it to andrew at churn.fm. Lastly, but most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it and leave a review, as it really helps get the word out and grow the community. Thanks again for listening. See you again next week.